Hail you nostalgic newborns. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include This and Dorian Life, previously on X-Men, and 90s Music Got Me Like. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Here We Go Pod, and please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Our, uh, our social medias are a good time. We recently had a pretty fun string of posts rewriting Andrea's storyline, and it was, uh, it, was, <laughs> it was pretty cathartic to read through it because i'm like yeah that would have been better let's give andrea something to do follow us on twitter <laughs> and it was it wasn't just it was like a 3 a.m it was rant and i loved it, it was yep. so we love to see it yeah it's great it's great <laughs> today we're discussing beverly hills 90210 season seven can you believe it kendra season seven episode three a mate for life for life like a penguin yeah and or a Elef- I don't know. I was going to say elephant, but I don't elephants, know. Elephants, yeah, elephants seem noble. They never forget. Yeah. <laughs> Matriarchal society. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's crack open the condor. Condor is committed to professional standards, professional ethics. The weak need not apply. This episode first aired on September 4th, 1996. Birthdays, September 6th, Ty Wood, who plays Zach. In BH90210 turned one. <laughs> so the big one. I know, Kendra, we're probably looking at years before we get to BH90210, but I just, I know in my heart that you're just going to love it, you know? <laughs> I am excited for when Good. we eventually get there. Good. Yeah. <laughs> one death to mention mm. September 7th, BB Besh, best known for playing Carol Marcus in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Carol, who, who's who's taking Genesis? No <laughs> one's ta- on who on no one's authority. Sorry. Uh, Wrath of Khan, Kendra. <laughs> Kendra's silently laughing, everyone. But Wrath of Khan, such a great movie. My wife and I just oh, went I to did. see it. Uh, they released it like for some anniversary, uh, 40 probably, 40th anniversary, released it on the big screen. And it was so great to see. It's a great movie. It's a, I mean, it's yeah. a great Star Trek movie, but it's just like a great movie. Yeah. Very quotable. Very. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's the one I remember from when we did like all the Star Trek Oh, sure. Yeah. Movies, so. Yeah. It's epic. Speaking of movies, September 6th, Bogus with Whoopi Goldberg and Haley Joel Osment. What a dream team. Wow. Yeah, for sure. And Bulletproof with Adam Sandler and Jimmy Hands. I haven't seen that either. I haven't even heard of it. I don't yeah. think. Yeah. Huh? Is it a comedy? Must be. Yeah. I think it it's must be a comedy. I think it was chasing like a like a lethal weapon rush hour kind of vibe, you know, where it's mm. like one serious and one's a goofy goof. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. At time of recording, Adam Sandler was just given a pretty big award. Do you do you remember oh. the name of the award? Hold on. No. I'm gonna look it up. Was it for the film Jack and Jill? Is that is that what it was for? I saw Jack and Jill with Adam Sandler and Al Pacino and Adam Sandler in theaters, Kendra. I saw Jack. <laughs> I'm the only one. It's me and my friend Dan Christo. Only one. Um, So he was just given the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor. That's pretty good. 
And he's like one of a very small group to yeah. award it that. Yeah. So, yeah. Good yeah. for Adam Sandler. Good for you, buddy. TV, September 6th, the Mighty Ducks animated series starring Ian Ziering as Wild Wing, Flashblade. Wild Wing, Flashblade. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Uh, it debuted and it would run for 26 episodes. Yeah. Only 26? Yeah, it seemed like, I feel like this was rerun forever. And for whatever reason, we had a VHS tape kicking around my house and my son discovered it and watched it a million times. <laughs> I don't know. We're loving this show. Yeah. We had like the action figures. And yeah. No, yeah. it was it was legit. I think a lot of things in this era were like, we need our own Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So if you don't know, folks, the Mighty Ducks movies were Emilio Estevez hating hockey and not liking kids and then teaching them to play hockey. The uh, animated series was about space ducks coming down to earth and fighting other evil aliens while also playing hockey in Anaheim. I want to say, I've got to say it's pretty, it was kind of a letdown to like have the animated series be my first mighty ducks, anything yeah. and then see the movie. Like, Oh, movie. this is not, yeah. This is not the same thing. Yeah. Boy, that show fizzled out, too. Remember we tried to watch the Mighty Ducks? We did. We go, did. and it was just like, yeah, I guess they're playing hockey. I guess. <laughs> we laughed. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't have a terrible time, you know. We sh we shipped Lauren Graham and sure. Emilio Estevez. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Lauren Graham can have chemistry with anyone. It's so, so true. You know. It's so true. Also on September 6th, uh, Superman, the animated series, debuted. Loved it. We used to watch the Batman Superman hour. Good This was a show that I never got into, and I really think it all relates back to this. Entertainment Weekly used to be this, like, what's in and what's out. And it was like, what's in? Superman, the animated series. What's out? Lois and Clark. And I was like... Screw you, Entertainment Weekly. I'm in love with Terry Hatcher. She's the greatest Lois Lane. You're wrong. So I, I don't think I was ever able to get over that. Well, Erica Durance, I guess, is my Lois Lane. Yeah, she's a great Lois, too. She is. Kendra, I don't know if you're watching Superman and Lois. I suspect that you're not. I was just about to ask you if you've if you've stuck with it. Yes, you need, to, it. you need to get on the train. It's a great cast. I mean, they do some weird, like, okay, that was a reach sometimes. But I just think it's such a, I mean, Bitsy Tulak's a great Lois in that. Tyler Hoechlin's one of my favorite Superman because he's so, he manages to be like tough and kind, which like nobody mm -hmm. else seems to be able to do that. They're like, mm -hmm. oh, Superman's got to go, go busting skulls and breaking necks. He's so angry all the time. <laughs> but yes, I think you should watch Superman and Lois. I think everyone should. I watched the pilot and I didn't hate it. I just yeah. never went back to it. Yeah, so. yeah. September 8th, Blue's Clues debuted on Nick Jr. Ba, ba, ba. I loved Blue's Clues. Oh, yeah. Loved it. Had many yeah. VHSs with just taped episodes Yeah, Blue's Clues. I made a big VHS tape uh, for my brother, Steve, who's 10 years younger than I. And he, uh, he, he made that transition, the Steve to Joe transition, uh, pretty well. And Blue's Clues is just one of those shows, like... I can't help but watch it. Like, if it's on, I'm like, oh. Yeah, it's very nostalgic. I think I was already out of that age group by the time Joe came along. Yeah, yeah. But when when Steve, what? how long was that ago? A year ago when he, like, made that video? Yes. Just, like, melted my heart. Yeah, it was so good. that was very good. Like, I'm no geneticist, but I don't think if you mix salt and pepper, you get paprika. That's my only thing. 
Paprika's so cute. And I, don't I love think that's magenta. How it works. Magenta's coming sing. over. Magenta's coming over all the time. <laughs> yep. There we go. Yep. And Blue's a girl. That blew my mind when that's I right. learned that fact. Yes. She's a lady. Anyway. Yep. The Incredible Hulk animated series debuted with Lou Ferrigno voicing Hulk, Luke Perry as Rick Jones, and Cree Summers, who voices Nisa in Ewoks. Hey! As She-Hulk. Yeah. Man, what a time for, for I cartoons. I know. Well, Lou Ferrigno, of course, played Hulk in live action in the old uh, Bill Bixby, uh, The Incredible Hulk show, which, which I loved. This show is very melodramatic, too. It's very like, oh, I'm turning into the Hulk. I'm so sad. But yeah, good time for the 90210 boys in animation here. Yeah, I know. For real. And lastly, the 48th Annual Emmy Awards, hosted by Michael J. Fox, Paul Reiser, and wow. Oprah Winfrey. Again, what a, what a trio. Dream team. Best comedy went to Frasier. And best drama went to ER. I don't remember if I told you this, but I recently finished Frasier for the first time. Did I ever? Did we talk about you this? You did tell me that. Yeah, because yeah. I said it was a good uh, it it's was. A good ending. It's a good ending. Sure. Yeah. Hey, while we're talking about things that don't matter, I'm, I'm also reading the Matthew Perry book right now. And I just yes. got to the section where he talks about 90210. And I was like, hey, Jason Priestley. Yeah, I know. It's just you know. like a little blurb in there, but it, yeah. was, uh, it was nice. It was good times. Yeah. Yeah. It's a depressing book. Are you feeling depressed? I Seriously, when it started, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. It's, uh, yeah. Yep, yep. I, I right now, sorry, this is random, but no. my, for yeah, my me. book club, each, each of us like get to pick. Yeah. And it's my cousin's pick. And she's chosen this book called The Bright Hour, which is, it was written by a woman who was diagnosed with cancer and then a year later it became terminal and she like wrote this book about her experience and i started it last night and i uh it's it's a lot it sounds like it it sounds like it yep in not depressing book news i'm currently reading mycroft holmes by one kareem abdul jabbar and it is i know it's weirdly good it's a trilogy of books based on you know sherlock holmes older brother and it's just, uh, I'm in. I don't know. I've seen these as they've come into the library, and I'm always like, I got to read that book sometime. I picked it up, and I'm loving it. So I don't know. Cool. I Yeah, I know. Love it. I know. One more thing to mention. Video game September 9th, Crash Bandicoot was released oh. on PS1. PS1. Yeah, I like you said it like French. You were like, I'm yeah. PS, PS1. <laughs> uh, loved Crash Bandicoot. I don't know which one I played and i feel like i didn't i wasn't usually the one playing but definitely got stressed out when things are you know giant boulders are running after you yeah yeah yeah. bears or whatever i had the crash racing game for gamecube and i never really played the classic crash bandicoot but it was made by naughty dog who also made all the uncharted games which i love and in Uncharted 4, when Nathan Drake is just like hanging out in his house, he picks up a classic PlayStation and has to play a level of Crash Bandicoot and you have to play it. And like you have to beat the first level of Crash Bandicoot to get to the next part of Uncharted. And it was like weirdly hard because I never played that game. That That's amazing. Yeah. I love the deep cut. meta stuff. I know, like it that. was. Yeah, so yeah. Good. Yep. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. I will, Kendra. And this is a this is a special one for the two of us. <laughs> it is. In, uh, in 2013, <laughs> Kathleen Robertson starred as Colleen Howe opposite Smallville's Michael Shanks as hockey legend Gordie Howe. 
The movie Mr. Hockey tells the tale about how Howe returned to the ice at the age of 44. Yep. So Ke- Kendra and I <laughs> were having a late breakfast in a place called Toucan Louis. And we're delicious, just, by the way. So good. So good. So we're sitting there and uh, there's a TV on in the background. And we both at different times were like, is that Kathleen Robertson? Well, in my memory, we both like kind of looked up yeah. the TV and, and then like was. identified her at the same time and then like looked at each other <laughs> wide eyed. It was yeah. It was very funny. Yes, it was. It was really funny. And then Kendra had to get up to take a phone call and they brought our food and dropped the plate. And uh, I was like, listen, I'm fine, but she's never going to touch that pancake if it touched this table. (laughs) So they brought a new pancake. You know me well. And we learned about. Uh, I mean, Mr. you could have, you know, you could have just like not told me and I would have eaten no, it. But You would have known. You would have known in your heart. Yeah. <laughs> that gif of Michael Keaton standing up when the bat signal comes up, that would be you. You would taste the pancake and you'd be like, something is wrong. Be like, you betrayed me. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't need that. I don't need that on my conscience. All right. Well, let's look at our synopsis for A Mate for Life. It's wedding bells for Nat and Joni, and it's up to Brandon to entertain Joan's daughter, Lily. And he does. <laughs> hey Boy, does he. Meanwhile, Kelly continues her work at the AIDS hospice and befriends Jimmy Gold. David decides to move in with Mark Reese once he learns that MZA has officially canceled his contract. And Val begins to suspect Kenny's wife might be more in the picture than he's letting on. I get that impression. Yeah, I do. Classic. Classic. Yep. yep. All right, Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills? Today's episode was written by John Welpley, directed by Bert Brinkerhoff. This is oh. the final. I know, isn't it a great name? Love it. I had to look it up because it wasn't immediately familiar to me. But this is the final of five episodes that he would direct. And he has a long history of TV and film directing going way back to shows like Three's Company and Beretta, Lou Grant. Lou Grant, Kendra, here's another tangent for you. Lou Grant was a spinoff of the Mary Tyler Moore show, which was a sitcom. But Lou Grant was an hour-long drama. The only time in television history where this has happened. Really? Isn't it crazy? Like, he's playing the same character from the Mary Tyler Moore show. But now it's like a different genre. Isn't that weird? That's crazy. The thing is, it works. That's the other thing. It works. (laughs) Anyway, Rhoda, also a good spinoff of Mary Tyler Moore, but that's not what we're talking about. Burt Brinkenhoff directed lots of TV, but he also appeared on screen a lot uh, in in Westerns, like Gunsmoke and Rawhide. 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 Yes. We have some recurring cast members back here. Joseph Guillen is Kenny Bannerman back. Kendra requested it, and he's back for more. You know, he looked better in this episode than he has. Yeah, I, I'm not even kidding around. I thought the same thing, because the last time you were like, this is not an attractive man, and you're right, but something... Did I don't they know, cut they, his hair? Did, they, they just, did he lose, like, 20 pounds or something? I, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what know. happened, but yeah. Yep. We have Dalton James back as Mark Reese and uh, Wesley Allen Gullick speaking for the first time since Dylan was in rehab. So lots of uh, lots of Willie dialogue here. We have some new recurring players. We have Michael Kearns as Hal. He was in shows like Murder, She Wrote, Cheers, which uh, my wife and I are right in the middle of Cheers. Still a good time. Uh, and Knott's Landing. We have... Sydney Cole as Diane Bannerman. So we're going to see Diane again. She was in Baywatch and Conan the Adventurer. We have Michael Stoyanov as Jimmy Gold. Uh, so right away, I was like, it's Tony from Blossom. You probably never watched Blossom, right? No. I loved Blossom. 
And this is like right after, this was probably like his first gig post Blossom where he was like a series regular. He was Blossom's like older, wiser brother. And I always loved his delivery on that show. He's very like, very blase, very different character than he's playing here. But anyway, I was excited to see him. But he's also been in shows like The Blacklist, Rookie, and did voice work in Red Dead Redemption 2. We have Kristen Williams as Teresa. She was in Nip Tuck and Walker, Texas Ranger. We have George Schrouder as Michael. This is his only major credit. He's, he's a, in a couple episodes, and then he also did a short called The Goodbye Place, and that's it. So other cast members, we have James Mathers as Judge Nash. This is his only appearance in 90210, but he recurred on Melrose Place variously as cops and guards and in general, you know, old white authority figures he shows up as. Mm -hmm. Finally, Catherine Kendall as Lily Diamond. This is the only time we'll see her. Uh, she also oh. appeared in the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, which I feel like I've never said on this show. I don't think we've ever <laughs> crossed paths with the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, which is not as fun as you'd think it would be. Have you ever watched that show? No, I think we've talked about it on this yeah. show, but yeah. yeah. It's just, it's like, it's like homework. I don't know. Yeah. Not super fun. Anywho, uh, she was also in Firefly and Monk. Monk, which is getting a new TV movie coming out, which I'm excited about. I like really? Monk. Yeah. Well, maybe, well, update for the listeners, because we talked about okay. the closer on this uh, on this show. <laughs> That's right? right. Yes, we did. Okay. So <laughs> since we talked about it, yeah, I have started watching it. You and I watched the first two episodes together, and then That's I right. went on from there. And I am now on season five. You're close. You're 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 the closer of this show, Kendra, because you're getting close to the end. I really, you know, at first I didn't know if I liked it, but by the end of season one, I was like, okay, I'm I'm on board, and I've just been, you know, binging the heck out of it. It's a little yeah. goofier than I thought it was going to be. True. Um, yeah. I guess I was picturing more of like a Criminal Minds, where they're mm. pretty serious all yeah. the time. But yeah, I'm enjoying it. I think that the way Kira Sedgwick plays Brenda Lee. Uh, with with a thick accent and just like the whole vibe, I feel like there's a lot of DNA in that that you can see. Like Daniel Craig's Knives Out character also yeah. kind of has that, like a thick accent and sort of goofy, but is also like super sharp. Yeah, you know. So I kind of think of of the two of those together. But anyway, yeah, that is a that's our cast. I haven't officially... seen any nine hundred two one zero people in the closer yet. Oh, not like it? Criminal Minds. Yeah, several mm. people, but we'll mm. see. Okay, keep me posted. All right. Well, shall we get into the episode? I think we should. A mate for life. We start at the airport where Brandon and Steve are picking up Joan's daughter, Lily. Lily. Yes. Flying in for the wedding. Yeah. I felt like there was a lot of goofy Brandon Steve in this. I know. Like more than usual. I agree. I I agree. I know. It felt like a Jason Priestley directed episode. So I was kind of surprised that this grizzled old Western man was the one who directed it because yeah, there's a lot of it. Yeah. So they, she arrives and of course she's very good looking and both of them are like, Oh wow. She's gorgeous. Steve has to go meet Claire. So Brandon gets to stay with Lily. Yeah, Brandon's like, Claire is his girlfriend. Yeah. And Lily's like, Oh, I only brought summer clothes. Like, bikinis and short shorts and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so she looks like emily blunt a little bit i when I she first see came that. out i was yeah. like is that emily blunt no it's not it isn't after the intro we go to the peach pit where david is talking oh. with donna 
Let's just, right from the start, David is such a ugh for this whole episode. And I don't get it. I feel like at the end of every episode so far, they've, like, made up, and he's been yeah. like, I'll be better. And then we start the episode with him just being he's the worst. I don't understand, because, like, we had David be, like, a sex-crazed pervert, and then a drug addict, and then we spent, like, what, two seasons rehabilitating David and making him seem like the grown-up, like the most mature and responsible character here. And now this season, he's just such a petulant little brat baby, he's and I don't get it. level-headed, and yes. now it's like all of a sudden he's, he's like the worst. worst. Yeah, Marvel. I don't get it. I don't get it. But he tells Donna that he's moving in with Mark Reese, and I guess it's a little, a little far from campus, but he's happy. And if you remember, listeners, Mark Reese is in charge of the television TV channel yes. at at the at the college wants Brandon to join the, the TV station. Donna asks David if he's still going to shoot Nat and Joan's wedding. Cause they had told them that they would do that. And he's like, I, I don't know. He's like, no, like we don't work together anymore. Yeah, no, he's like, he's like, Donna, I don't do weddings anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Like one yeah, power so. man video sure went to this guy's head. Donna still wants to do he he. She's like, fine. I'll I'll shoot it without you. Just let me borrow your camera or whatever. Your good camera, sure. Yeah. yeah. So she's gonna come over later and get the camera. We see Joan, and she is quite pregnant. Very pregnant. Very yeah. pregnant at this point. Yeah. And she's how old again? Seventy-eight. If she. <laughs> no, I think the actress here is like late fifties, like fifty-eight, okay. fifty-nine. Still, like I would be terrified to have a baby. Oh, for sure. Late. I feel like, especially in the 90s, but like now, I feel like if you had like a, a pregnancy like that, it would be like, okay, well, as soon as you have a baby bump, you will stay in bed for yeah. the next yeah. six months. <laughs> you know, they should have done it like in Gilmore Girls when um, Lane has to stay yeah. in bed because she's yeah. having twins. And so they like take her bed to places so that she can go places. Lauren Graham can have chemistry with anyone. Kendra. Anybody. Anyone. Anyone. <laughs> So Donna tells Joan, I've got the filming covered. Like, don't ask anyone else to do it. I'm going to do it. Yep. Claire comes in. I'm loving her crimped hair in this episode. <laughs> yes. And it wasn't like the whole thing. It's like she took the crimper and was like, one, two, yep. one, two, done. That's it. We're and done. That, and that was, yeah, I used to do that to my hair. I had a yeah. crimper and I would just yeah. crimp, crimp little sections of it. Yeah, with the with the crimp and like the 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 like blonde highlights looks a little like Baby Spice, but maybe that's what she's going for, you know. And I'm here for it. Okay. So yeah, she she comes in, and I I forget what all is said, but basically Joan asks where Lily is, and we learn that or Steve Steve must be there because he says Brandon took her to the yes. hotel so yeah. they could drop off her stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Over at the Peach Pit after dark. Valerie and Kenny are talking about what changes she wants to make. She wants to computerize the bar and she oh. wants more seating. And yeah. I don't know that seating is an issue. Yeah. But right. Whatever. Yeah. Computerize the bar. That's going to save you some time. But like, it's, it's a, it's a dance club. Yeah. You know, and she's like, what I want is boo. <laughs> I want to turn it into the peach pit. <laughs> Kenny thinks that she should franchise it. Yes. Who doesn't need more failing nightclubs, you know? Uh, maybe if you franchised it as, like, 
Peach Pit plus Peach Pit After Dark. Oh, maybe. Where it's yeah, like that's not Diner bad. and that's Night Club. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't like his angle. He's got like an angle and I don't like it. I don't like it either. I also don't like that her bookings consist of uh, Ray Pruitt and one time the Goo Goo Dolls and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's <Yep>. it. <laughs> Over at the Bellage Hotel, Lily is impressed with her room, which is not that impressive of a room. It's not a great it's room, like, no. It's no, no. really not. Mm-mm. And she just starts taking off her clothes. She's going to go yeah. get in the shower. And she takes her clothes off. She's now in her underwear. Brandon is like, whoa. But she tells him, you know, just sit, relax. Yeah, yeah she's like, I'm not modest, baby. Yeah. And they talk about how she's a dancer and... She like dances around in her underwear. So she says she's a ballet dancer. Yes. That's yes. what Brandon's led to believe. And she's dancing around. That's the what everyone pose. is, is led to believe. Yes. 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 Then we go to the AIDS hospice where Kelly is working. And is it Jimmy who's doing the, the magic trick with the coconuts? Yes. And yes. Okay, so he's, yeah. he's doing a magic trick for the other residents. That magic trick makes no sense, by the way. There's no way you can do that without camera cuts. It's magic. Okay. Kelly goes in the kitchen, and I've, I don't know the name of the man who's in there washing dishes. The grumpy one? I think that's Hal? Hal, the grumpy one. So she's like, oh, you don't have to do that. Like, this is my job. I'm here to do this. And she ch- she's trying to be, like, positive and, like, give him some positive vibes and he is just you know like you know you come here you don't know what we're going through and Mm -hmm. it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter and so he kind of harshes her vibe over at mark reese's house it's a very nice house big pool in the back yeah mark says he's pretty chill about the rent he doesn't need like a security deposit he doesn't need anything up front he's like you know just pay me yeah and David's like, well, how about I use this house as a location for shooting something? Mm, mm-hmm. And Mark is down for that. Yes, he's like, as long as my neighbors can be in it, but don't worry, they're hot. They're hot. It's hot neighbors. Down at the beach, which is where the wedding is going to be. Is it at the club? The the wedding? I think it, I think we are at the beach club, yeah. Okay, the beach club. So everyone is getting ready. They're, you know, putting flowers on the arch and all that stuff. And Lily and Brandon arrive and Lily meets Donna and Claire, who are helping set up. I guess the wedding is solely run by the gang. Yeah, by the gang. (laughs) No wedding planner, no other adults that would be helping. I know. I know. I wrote down, like, one of my notes is like, is it weird that Nat and Jones seem to have no friends? Like, no friends at all. Yeah. It's a little weird. Remember Nat's family? He used to have like my cousin Sal who like co-owned the Peach Pit forever ago. Yeah. You know, but like we don't even attempt to be like, here's Nat's family or whatever. So, okay. okay. Just the gang. Yeah. Just the gang. Steve arrives with the bubbly. That was his job to get that. Yep. And they feel like maybe they dropped the ball on the bachelor party because they're not doing anything for right. the bachelor party. <laughs> yes. So by definition, they have dropped the ball. Yes. Yeah. And as they're talking, Claire kind of makes a comment that she's never going to get married, which oh, I guess cool. is a, a big bomb for uh, for Steve. He's like, never? Yeah. Like, you don't want to ever get married? And 
Steve's like, oh, I see. You're using reverse psychology. You're trying to say you're never getting married so that I will then mm-hmm. want to get married. Yeah. But um, she, she, she's like, what, do you want to get married right now? And he's like, no. She's like, okay, then shut up. You know, <laughs> Shut up about it. Valerie is there helping unload flowers. And she sees Kenny on the beach at a table mm. with his family, his Ooh. wife and his kids. Yes. And so she comes over and introduces herself mm-hmm. as a client. Yes. But it's a. Uh, it's very awkward, and the wife eventually leaves to go do something with the kids. I don't know. But Kenny's like, what are you doing? And she says, well, we don't have anything to hide, do we? Mm-hmm, are we mm-hmm. hiding? Because you yeah. told me this was no big deal. Right. And the wife is definitely like, yes, Kenny's always caring of his clients. Like, she knows. Yeah. She knows what's up. Diane is uh, clever. Yep. Back at Mark Reese's house, Donna comes over to get the camera and there's just like a full party happening. Yeah. With girls in the pool and mm-hmm. David's having a great time. And she she gets the camera from David and I didn't write down exactly what they say. but Well, it's just, yeah. I mean, the point I think is Donna's like, oh, David has this new life and all these girls are fawning all over him. And I yeah. feel sad about it. Yeah. So whatever. I hate this whatever. relationship. I hate yep. it. Back at the AIDS hospice, Jimmy and Kelly are having a conversation and he asks, you know, what prompted you to pick a death house to come and work are, yeah. the, are the words he uses. Um, and she said, you know, I thought that it could be life affirming to to come and, and help and, and do this work. Yeah. Jimmy suggests that maybe don't coddle the residents, mm-hmm. you know, just... Just do the work and and let that be enough. Um, She says she mentions that he looks healthier than the other residents, but he says, yeah, which I feel like that's not a cool thing to say, but no, but I mean, I get what she's saying. Like he doesn't look like a lot of the others are look, you know, very like sunken cheeks and like, yeah. Yeah. And he, he doesn't look that way. Well, I think a lot of it too is just his personality. He's, yeah, he's he's not acting like a sick person. I'm doing air quotes, everyone. Yeah, you know, he's that's just not his vibe. Yeah, he's more upbeat. He's a little more goofing around and yeah. having regular conversations and stuff. Doing like pineapple magic. All right, so Brandon and Lily go to a strip club to see Lily's friend, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and this is where we learn that she is not a ballet dancer. Yeah. And it's like, wait, 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 wait a minute. (laughs) What kind of dancer? So, yeah, she is an exotic dancer, and her stage name is Tiger Lily. (laughs) Uh, Joan doesn't know. Nobody knows. But she's pulling down five grand a month, she says. Yeah. Five grand a month. I mean, that's not bad. Yeah. As soon as I heard that, I started doing sit-ups, you know, because. (laughs) It's way more than I make a month. Absolutely, yeah. So as they're looking for her friend, they look across the stage and who's sitting on the other side, but Nat and Steve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yep. I guess Steve decided to give Nat a bachelor party after all. So they have like an awkward, like, Hey, what are you doing here? Kind of thing. And then Lily's friend comes over and is so excited to see Lily thinks Lily should work there. Yeah. Getting like benefits now and all uh-huh. this stuff. Uh huh. And that kind of, you know, clues into like, oh, yep. she is not a ballet dancer. Yeah. And 
Yeah. They have kind of a little like awkward. She's like, don't worry, Nat. If I was a guy, I would have brought you here myself. <laughs> so, everything's cool with Lily and Nat. Back at the AIDS hospice, Kelly returns. Is it like a fake eyeball to to Jimmy? It's some. It's some yeah, yeah. One of those. It's like a little like a ball in the in the like the the iris always stays on top when it rolls. Yeah. And Kelly sits in his room, tells him about Nat and Joan and how they're getting married and how they got them together and all this stuff. And Jimmy says that he was married once. Yeah. But he doesn't really want to talk about what happened and yeah and everything with that yeah i was i i was interested that, that jimmy is gay you yeah. know and that's like a part of the backstory and everything because like particularly like in the 90s and that in the time in 80s like late 80s 90s it was such a stigma you know i mean like aids in the gay community and everything so i was like is it like are they playing on stereotypes is it like not cool that oh he has aids so of course he's gay or is it nice for them to like be giving this character like making him like relatable and interesting and making you sort of like see him as a person before that comes into play. You know what I mean? It's like, it's yeah. I guess just a I lot thought, going on there. Yeah, I agree. And I guess for me, I, I saw it as representing what was happening Yeah, with, you know, many gay men having this. Right. Right. And I, and I think by making him like, he's not the jerk character. He's the nice, relatable character that like is that Kelly is like really like learning from and having this valuable experience from. So, yeah, like ultimately, I, I think it was good, but um, you know, kind of surprising for the time uh, that they would touch it. And also, it's not heavy-handed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not a big thing. It's just part of his character. So, yeah, yeah I, I ended up being like, okay, all right, right on. Yeah, Kelly thinks they're going to be good friends. Yeah, yeah, friendship. Back at the hotel, Brandon and Lily return to her room. And Brandon says he doesn't think Nat's going to tell Joan about right. <laughs> the whole thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he asks, you know, why don't you just tell? But she says that, you know, she she doesn't want to. She wants her to keep thinking she's a ballet dancer. Yeah. Well, Brandon's point is like, you're obviously not ashamed of what you do. Like you're a very confident person and like you're making your choices. So why do you feel you have to hide it? And, you know, she's just like, she likes the picture that Joan has of her, yeah. which is understandable. Lily says, you know, usually when guys find out that their date is an exotic dancer, you know, they change. The horns come out. Yeah, right. But not with Brandon. Nope. Apparently. Uh, and so he shall be rewarded for that. Yes. <laughs> with kisses. Yeah. And, and doing it, I assume. Uh, probably. Yeah. I would. Yeah. At the Walsh house. I just wrote Steve rolled out of bed. <laughs> I think he Ta just comes down to the kitchen and he's like, you know, tousled hair. And he does. And I was impressed by this because it was some of the most successful. He's sleepy. He just woke up acting that I feel I've ever seen. Yeah. Like he really good. nailed the vibe. I thought it was really funny. It was funny and it just well done. Valerie says Brandon didn't come home last night. Ooh. Good to know. Yeah. At Kelly Donna Claire's. I can't remember what it looks like, but I just wrote, oh boy, Donna's hair is awful. Yes. She has like 45 clips in her hair <laughs> and not, not in like a strategic way. It just seems like she parted it to the side and was like clip, second clip, third clip, seventh clip. Yeah. So it's a lot. I, it's a lot. I didn't like it. And Claire's dress is so pink. It's like yeah. pink to the extreme. Yeah, it is. Uh, well, she just got off the phone and learned that MZA has officially dropped 
their contract. Yes. No surprise there. He knows David is going to be upset. And then they, you know, talk about things they need to do for the wedding, who's going to do what, and they all head out to do those tasks. Yep. At the Peach Pit, Steve and Brandon stop by to pick up Nat, who's behind the the grill cooking and yeah. and, and working, which is not what he should be doing the morning of his wedding. True. I liked it, though. It felt very right on to me, like what Nat it would did. be doing. It did. And so Willie is like, get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. So Brandon basically like grabs him and drags him out yes. of of the uh of the like restaurant. the kitchen yeah and, and nat's like table six didn't want eggs or something like he's like calling out <laughs> orders and stuff. It was very funny well done back at kelly donna claire's joan is there getting ready and they're doing her hair and her makeup and she and claire have a little moment where claire talks about missing her mom and yeah. It was very funny because as this scene was happening, Eric walked through the room and he was like, oh, did Claire lose her mom? She should mention that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a Prince. We got a Prince Carl reference, too, because she was like, yes. my mom, you know, always wanted me. She wanted me to marry a prince. <laughs> <laughs> so Joan has this nice moment with her where she's like, you know, your mom is is looking down and watching you and she would want you to be happy. and. You know, don't let that stop you from following love, basically. Right. right. It, this was kind of a nice moment, too, because if you remember Nat and Joan getting back together, it was Claire and Susan who made that happen. Remember, yeah. Claire and Susan went and found Joan at the lamp store and was like, come on, give Nat another chance. So it kind of made sense to have Claire again, like at this pivotal moment, which I, I liked the continuity there. Yeah. Donna comes back in. She's doing the whole flower crown thing with, yeah. with the wedding dress, which I like. I love yeah. a good flower yeah. crown. She looked like a character from Midsummer Night's Dream, but yeah, it worked. It worked for Joan Diamond. Right. All right. At the wedding, everyone is arriving, and it's a very small... Everyone is basically just... Everyone's at the altar, just standing yeah. there for the cake. Yep. yep. Kelly puts the wedding topper on the cake, and Valerie comes over to have a little moment with Kelly, and is like, <laughs> hey... Brandon didn't come home last night. Look how close he and Lily are. David mentions MZA to Donna and that they didn't renew the contract. And he says what I've been thinking the whole time. It's not like they're the only game in town. Right. You're yeah. in LA. Right. I know. <laughs> Just find a different company. Yeah. And in, in, in theory, the Power Man 5000 video was like very successful and well known. And it just happened. So you could. Yeah could roll that into something but i think david just feels like it's he and donna together like he doesn't have it on his own and he's probably right yeah i wrote claire looks cute so i must have liked her pink dress yeah it worked it, it was, was just... like it was like fuzzy up top and then like yeah yeah i liked it it is very pink though mm -hmm. and the ceremony just starts there are everyone standing there gathered around right and they right go into right it. into it and we get, you know, as the the officiant is talking, we get little moments like Steve and Claire looking at each other Aww. and um, that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, Joan's water breaks. Yeah. <laughs> she is quite pregnant. Doing it right there. Yep. 
So they have to rush to the hospital. The baby is coming and everyone is following her. She's being like wheeled down the hall on a stretcher, but she stops them and she says, I don't want to have this baby until I'm married. Not out of wedlock. Yeah. Yep. So they right there with her on the stretcher, exchange vows and do the rings and say, I do. And hooray, they're married. The officiant came with them. So yeah, (laughs) great. Lucky. Listen, I'm a sucker for this. Every time this happens in a show where it's like, oh no, we have to get married really quickly. Like, I feel like I've seen this a million times. Not unlike somebody giving birth in an elevator. It's just one of those tropes that you see over and over again. And yeah, I had a good time with it. My husband will back me up on this because I feel like I say it a lot, but wedding episodes are usually not my favorite because something always goes wrong. I've never just seen, and I guess that's the show, but like- Name me a wedding episode where something doesn't like go crazy wrong and they have to, you know, I just mm-hmm. feel like it's like, oh, it's the wedding. What yeah. bad thing is going to happen? Well, there's, the uh, there's, there's Brenda and Stuart. No, that didn't, that didn't work. Dylan and Tony had a nice ceremony. So that's so true. So there you go. There's two ceremony right there. was great. Andrea and Jesse. How about the Andrea and Jesse? Andrea okay. and Jesse. Her parents even showed up at the end. So it was a little. <laughs> But you're right. You're right. I just usually am like, oh, it's a wedding episode. What's yep. what bad thing is going to happen? Man, I'll tell you what. If I'm like James Eckhouse and Carol Potter sitting at home, not being on the show anymore, watching this episode, I'd be like, Nat? Nat gets a whole plot and we've yeah. said five lines for the last four seasons, but whatever. So they basically have the wedding reception in the hospital waiting room. Everyone's eating cake and hanging out. I just wrote, Kelly comments about Lily. I think she's talking to Donna and is like, oh, Brandon and Lily seem close. Yeah, yeah. Kind of she's thing. definitely noticing. Yeah. Yeah. Nat comes out and says, it's a boy. They named him Francisco or Frankie for short. Yes. Francesco? Francesco. Fran- I think it's Francesco. I think it's Francesco. Yeah. 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 And Nat just jumps up on the coffee table and gives yeah. a whole speech. Yeah. Um, he says, God sent them to be his guardian angels of course and he's he's very happy claire then walks out she's a little upset by this whole scene and she you know kind of walks out of the room and steve follows her lily asks nat if she can call him papa and he says okay if i can call you tiger lily Claire wants to be left alone, but Steve tries to talk to her and he's he's like, you know, weddings bring up emotions and it, it makes him think about his parents' divorce. And yes. we got know, Steve, we got okay. some Steve's baby voice here. We got a little yep. bit of my parents' divorce. Yeah. So Claire talks about, you know, she just keeps thinking about her her mom is gone and won't be yeah. able to to see her wedding. And yep, true. you know, if she really lets herself love someone, then she's gonna end up losing them, is her fear. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. But she talked with Joan and she's decided you just have to let love lead you. That's right. So. That's right. I'm going to I'm going to stitch that on a pillow. <laughs> the next day Brandon drops off Lily at the airport and uh she says thank you for a delicious weekend. Ooh. And Lily's like, you know, I was married before for 3 weeks, didn't work out. Uh yeah. she prefers being a free spirit. So if yeah, he's ever neck of the woods look her up yeah because brandon says something like oh we should do this again sometime and she's like listen kid uh (laughs) it's not gonna happen betwixt us 
that's good. So he's not, yeah. you know, pining yeah, for pining. her or whatever. Yeah. Whatever happened to Emily Valentine, by the way? Can we call her up? I know. She's in, where did she go? She went to France. Paris. I don't know. Sweden. I, I don't know. <laughs> Somewhere where there's marine life. Okay. All right. Peach Pit After Dark. We get a little confrontation between Valerie and Kenny. Ooh. Where she's like, are you getting a divorce or are you not getting a divorce? Like, just tell me what the deal is. And he's like, look, I'm just trying not to give her any more ammunition in this divorce. Mm-hmm. But I'm falling in love with you, Valerie. Whoa. Wow. 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 Romance at its finest. Back at the hospital, everyone is waiting for the baby. David says he's been on edge. It's it's another, I feel like we've had this scene for a couple yeah. episodes now where David yeah. comes to Donna and is like, sorry for the way I acted. I've been on edge. And Donna's like, I'm not your enemy. All is forgiven. Yeah, I'm sure that's it. That's the end of it. Yep. Steve says he feels kind of weird, like being in the hospital and like thinking about, you know, is this going to be us in yeah. in 10 years or whatever? Yeah. Are we going to be in the hospital with babies and, and things like that? Um, and then there's like a funny little thing between Brandon and Steve where he asked Brandon to marry him. He like or, proposes. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. Um, so then they... They're on one side of the window and Nat and Joan are in, you know, the nursery and they bring out the baby so everyone can see it. And it's very cute. Yes. And yes, his parents will be 80 when he graduates high school. We don't need to worry about that now. It's fine. Yeah. The last scene is at the AIDS hospice. Kelly brought leftover wedding cake for all the residents. For the gang, yeah. Yeah. And she and Jimmy are talking. She says, you know, she didn't bring a a date to the wedding and Jimmy presses her about it. And she talks about Brandon and how she felt jealous because, you know, maid of honor and best man together kind of stuff. Yeah. And she mentions Valerie too. And he's like, well, who upset you more Brandon or Valerie? And I think she says Valerie, right? I can't remember what she says, but um, he tells her to start loving yourself and loving life. There you go. Great advice. Yep. Yeah. It was one of those where I was like, oh, that's the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I felt true. like it was kind of out of nowhere. It's true. I felt like weird. Why didn't they end on like that hospital? Yeah. Yeah. yeah flip those scenes maybe yeah, or something. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So that's, that's it. the episode. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't, I enjoyed this one more than I've enjoyed. I think the last couple. I, th- I think so too. There were, it was goofy and there mm-hmm. was, you know, stuff going on and, I mean, I hate, I still hate Donna David, whatever's oh, going too. on there. Yeah, but. I don't like that at all. And I don't, um, like, I, you know, I, I'm hard pressed to tell you what, like, any ongoing storylines are other than Kenny and Valerie, yeah, I guess. Really, like, yeah, it seems like we're kind of still in that, like, summer yeah. before things have really kicked off. Yeah. Kind of. Well, we haven't seen, I guess I get the impression that school is not in session because Kelly's still doing like a summer internship. I don't so think it is. I, think I don't it's think still we've started the semester. Yeah. Break. Yeah. 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 Maybe it'll be different. Like once that actually starts going, but as an episode, I felt like it worked. It was, you know, I think, I think Joey Tata Nat, you know, is deserving of this kind of like thing, like this storyline, you know, it's kind of cool to see that happen and a lot of good interaction with the gang. So yeah, I think it was decent. Agreed. 90210 snap Kendra. 
Ooh. Um, maybe I'll give it to when she uh when her water breaks at the at the ceremony. Oh yes. Yep, that is that's a solid one. I guess I'm gonna give it to all the wistful like Donna going to the pool and seeing David uh, off in his new life and being <laughs> like, poor Donna again. So yeah. All right, Kendra. Well, in the podcast world, I recently guest starred over on previously on X-Men. So you can go listen to us talk about X-23 over there. And with the David A. Howe Public Library, we're going strong with a new show called But Have You Tried? Uh, The first one I had my co-host try Elvis. And the next one, she's making me miso soup, which I've never had before. So we're going to see. I think I've had it either, but it sounds delicious. You can listen in and you can hear my live reactions. Tell me something that makes a better podcast than a man-eating soup. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The slurping. Just, yeah. yeah. It's right there. It's like it's all there. I don't even have to try. What about you, Kendra? What, what's going on in your life? Well, I'm Miss Musicbox91 on Twitter, and I'm also the co-host of 90s Music Got Me Like. Uh, we yeah. haven't had a new episode in a few weeks, but we're, we're gearing up. Yeah. yeah, we're gearing up for a new one. So yeah. um, we always take suggestions and... Uh, you can go back and catch up on episodes before we uh, have a new one come out. Now, are you going to be covering in 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 full Brian Austin Green's uh, rap album from the 90s? Absolutely, yes. That's definitely that. That's on the list. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, you can join us next time as we continue our dive into season seven with episode four, Disappearing Act. Nano two, and here we go.